Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to 15 Minutes with Lincoln. I am one of your two hosts, Timothy Robert Dunn, a common man in Chicago. And I am your other host, Abraham Lincoln, formerly the 16th president of the United States and now also a common man here in Chicago. And this is a political podcast which features the political perspectives of myself, a modern millennial, and those of Abe, uh, one of our great presidents. Abe, how was your week? Oh, you know, first week of 2021, I think it went swimmingly. You know, I was yeah, thinking, um, we should really say we're in Illinois, because I think most people associate me with Illinois, and I think that would really help our brand. That's fair. i got to be honest with you, Abe, I don't know much about what um, 1850s and 1860s Chicago would have even been like. We've talked about it. We've talked about the the presidential, uh, the Republican convention in 1860. They built the wigwam, the giant wood building. A bunch of people went in shouting. I mean, Chicago was, you know, very different back then. There wasn't any concrete. There was a lot of wood buildings, dry wood buildings, yeah. you know. You when know I said saying. that, I didn't mean we needed to get into that now, but I, that was just kind of a, me throwing that there out there. There were horses um, everywhere. Yeah, I get And guess what? How no about, broadband. How about we say this? You say you're from Illinois, and I'll say I'm from Chicago, because I don't think anybody would be like, oh, that guy's from downstate, if you look at me. You went to college downstate. I went to college in Bloomington. It's a, uh, it's not like downstate, you know. It's like Central Illinois. It's a, it's, it's a town owned by State Farm. So, political statement there. It is where Ben Folds. <laughs> it's where Ben Folds um, was inspired to write uh, "Road to Normal," though. So, little shout out to my man B Folds. I don't know if uh, I've heard that song. Abe. It was an album, "Road to Normal." I think we should try to talk over each other more. I think so, too. <laughs> um, I, I was uh, thinking before we started recording that you've had to accommodate a lot to modernity, but modernity is looking a lot like your time uh, right now. Um, whoa, boy. I mean, how do you even ask this? What, what's your reaction to seeing people storm the Capitol building? Well... It was always something that I worried about when I was actively engaged in the Civil War. We had defenses all around Washington, D.C., and were often worried that Lee's army would somehow get lost from our scouts and find its way occupying the Capitol. And then, mm-hmm. surely, the Union would have lost all resolve, and we would have, you know, let the South go and do all those things. So... Right. I can't say that I didn't imagine it. I just never really imagined it being done by like, you know, people in um, Viking costumes. Yeah. With uh, camouflage pants. Yeah, I wish the the Viking guy wasn't the most striking image of that um, of the the riot. Um, but he really is. He's going to do so well on social media when he gets out of prison. You know. Is he in prison? Has he been incarcerated? No, I bet he's going to go to prison, though. Well, I keep seeing on the internet that he's actually Antifa trash. (laughs) Abe, didn't we have a series of episodes where we talk about, like, information digestion and, like... We did. I mean, I didn't... You know, I don't believe everything I read on the internet, but, you know... Um, Yeah, a lot of people... Well, I would say the tactic that... um, Trump loyalists are using right now is saying that there were Antifa 
I don't know, Antifa spies in with the Trump supporters and they were rioting and that everyone there at the Capitol was actually Antifa. Um, and I think that's what you have to say if you don't want to actually engage in any kind of self-reflection. Here's the other way I think it's going to get spun as we speak. I think what you're going to say is, hey, look, not all conservatives are Trump supporters. And not all Trump supporters were at the protests. And the protests had how many people are they saying? They're saying like 3,000. What are they saying? Um, yeah, I think there were 1,000 in and around the building, but then a lot, like a much bigger crowd around that. Like how many? Like 10,000? Yeah, probably ten to 20,000. Okay, so like 20,000. They're going to say like 20,000 people out of, you know, the 74 million people who voted for him is not that many. That's what they're going to say. And then here's the other defense. They're going to say, yeah, so there was some there was some looting, but most of those people there were were protesting peacefully. And then they're also going to say and anything, you know, who encouraged all this this uh, looting and rioting? It was Black Lives Matter over the past couple years. They let that cat out of the bag. We're just they're just doing what the left's been doing for years. And, you know, you guys were fine with it then. And then here's what they're also going to say. They're going to say like, well, you know that the riot is the is the language of the unheard and that these people haven't been listened to for a long time. And this was bound to happen because you guys continue to continue to ignore them. But Abe, they were heard. They had government. They had the White House for four years. They had the Senate for four years. Like they didn't, because there were there were still a lot of rhinos. They'll say there were a lot of people like you know, who like Ben Sass, Mitch McConnell. <laughs> did you did you watch Ben Sass's speech after things got back to order? I did not. It was so. Do you okay? Do you remember when he gave that graduation speech online, and it was like him doing an SNL monologue? I do not, but that's great. I, I love to hear that. This. After, after, after we do this episode, you'll have to Google that. Um, it was that kind of vibe. It was that kind of energy. Like, let's be jovial and have fun. And everybody else was like, understandably shook. And it's like, hey man, read the room with these speeches. This is like not the time for jokes, you know. Especially as someone who regularly criticized Donald Trump. I think he was looking just to maybe, you know. Break the tension. Be a socio-emotional leader there. Just trying to offer some like encouragement. I'll have to watch and see. All right. Hey, um, since you mentioned jokes, I actually have an announcement of my own that I need to make to the listeners, and also to tell uh, something to tell you. Oh yeah, hit me, dude. Um. Well, we cover politics on this podcast a lot. Um. We also cover a lot of things, and you know, you have a great uh, background. Most, mostly politics, though. Yeah, I mean, mostly, you know, sometimes we'll talk about Zack Snyder and the, um, you know, the Justice League coming out in a couple weeks here. And you've seen Shazam, right? Uh, Yeah, I've seen it. I I liked it. Yes, Shazam. Boy, that was great. The whole Shazam family shows up. It's just spoiler alert. You got to see it. I really like the grown-up Shazam much better than I like the kid Shazam. The kid Shazam was kind of a screw face. You know what I mean? He was kind of a punk. But then when he was a when he hey, was actually, where are we going with this? Well, Timothy, uh, you know I'm a man who believes in law and order and believes that you're only good as your word, and especially if that word is now bound by some sort of contract, you honor that. Which is why I did not let the aforementioned South just simply go because they swore an oath to be part of the United States of America. I believe that that is a a, a very um, you know I have a very devout belief in in 
that sort Abe, of thing. Abe, if this is about like paying for podcasting, podcast hosting, I'm not allowed to I'm, make. I'm, I'm taking pol- care of that. Okay, well, I'm not allowed to make political jokes anymore. I'm not allowed to do political comedy, uh, 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 you know, on this podcast anymore. Um. Well, I've you know, personally speaking, I've, I've always treated this as like a pretty serious political podcast. But um, some people seem to think it is a comedy podcast. Yeah, so I think we just need to make that even clear. And I know sometimes on SoundCloud you'll like tag it as comedy, maybe to get some more like listens. Well, that's yeah, that's just to attract people. We we attract a lot of people. We get a lot of like really young women who message us on SoundCloud all the time. We really do. They want to link us to their profiles. They do. They want to share our tracks. They want to. They want to say what's right. up. They, you know, they want us to subscribe. Well, anyway, this is going to be now a serious political podcast. I'm not allowed to do like political comedy. Um, why? Well, I signed a contract. What, what kind of contract? Are you a doing really good podcast? contract? A really no, it's not another podcast. It's a really good fair contract, and I just want everyone out there to know it's going to be good. I um. I signed a contract um, to be, um, you know, part of the um, Writing Guild of America, and I'll be um, contributing some jokes to another political um, kind of comedy uh, show. Yes, yes, Tim. Abe, did you um, did you get hired to Huckabee? I did. Yeah, I, I I did. I got hired. Cool. So the the emails went out because I don't. Let me just double check here. I'm gonna check updates. Yeah, you know that's fine. Um, I did. You know, I had. You a... said that maybe they were still considering my application, uh, my my packet that I sent in a few weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, there was no reason to think that they didn't. Uh, you know. Right. There was. Yeah. There was no reason. Because they didn't tell you, like, oh, we didn't take it. Yeah. Well, I had my meeting with the head writer, and um, nothing in updates. I'm checking in primary. He really liked my. He said he likes my. Um, my costume and he's you know really dug the whole like performance piece that you know i submitted as um as abraham lincoln yeah he really thought that was great and he thought that was really fresh he kept saying yeah checking spam real quick i'm just gonna check spam you know the huck is really adamant that like this is not political show we're gonna leave politics alone but you know he does a lot of political comedy Uh, quite a bit yeah no i've I've watched talk you know yeah so he really just means like we're not gonna get political he means like we're not gonna do the politics you guys don't like it's like he's gonna do the politics the great aunties like the grandmas who snap green beans on the front porch their kind of comedy where we joke about how the democrats keep taking your money and you get nothing for it and yeah, i'm checking these... the social i'm checking my social file too but i'm not maybe maybe it got uh, you know registered as a social email but i'm not seeing anything well you know at the next uh, writing scrum tomorrow morning maybe i'll mention something like hey is this it is are there going to be more writers that they're going to hire that'd be great and just um you know give them my email just double check that they sent it to the right email yeah yeah it, yeah so anyway um, but buddy <laughs> that's so that's that's so great for you. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I haven't really been writing comedy that long. I mean, it, no. Yeah, and you you've been doing it for like ten years. No. No, but those those you know what you're few, doing. Well, those first few years don't really count. You know, the first like five years you're in Chicago, you're just a baby. So I'm still pretty. I'm comparatively speaking, I'm still pretty new to the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Um, well, I, I, you know, you're still going to be the comedy expert on the podcast and uh, in our, you yep, know, yeah, yeah. But lives. you know, this is this, this is how it works. You know, sometimes like 
Michael Jordan could be playing horse uh, with some asshole just like at the playground or whatever. <laughs> and Michael Jordan might just be. <laughs> are you Timothy? Are you OK? <laughs> I didn't. I did, did something. Um, something. Michael Jordan might just be having an off day, you know. Tim, I've never seen you cry. Um, I'm not crying. It's a, if it wasn't like after a call with your dad or if it wasn't like right after an improv show, those are the only times I've seen you cry. I've never seen you. Okay. I'm no, I'm, I'm crying because I'm, I'm so happy for my friend that like I have a friend who's making his dream. Actually, it's not even your dream. That's the like really fucked up thing here. Yeah, it's actually something I'm worried about is that I'm going to be doing all this writing for comedy and, you know, building my like my resume out in that kind of world, getting my writing card or whatever and being part of the union. But I'm worried I'm not going to have as much time to finish my President Metalhead screenplay. And I'm not going to have the energy. Yeah. Like if I get off work after writing all day for like... You know, Mike Huckabee, like the biggest name in late night conservative comedy media. Huck, like, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure what I'm gonna do with my it's time. It's him and Crowder, really. That's yeah. 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 Um, here's the thing, though. The the you being a staff writer now that just feeds into the screenplay stuff because you'll have. Oh, I'm gonna sneeze. Once you start crying, it's just like it opens everything up. I've never noticed that. No, I'm not gonna sneeze. I'm not gonna sneeze. Yeah, probably because people don't sneeze um, after crying. Once you, <laughs> once you're in the room as a staff writer, uh, you know people will be throwing your name out there for gigs or like people will be wanting to read your screenplay more. So that's. But if you don't want it, again, like let them know that there are there's talent in Chicago that is willing to move. Well, to wherever to write yeah we're all still remote right now i haven't actually figured out where the where the um where the actual show is filmed yet i haven't figured that out but um right some kind of trinity broadcasting studio it sounds like i joined slack Are you familiar okay so there's i a, am familiar yeah there's a slack so it's great. I mean, it's you know, so far, um, so far, so good. Um, and I, uh, well, we've wasted enough time. We got to get back to the politics, and also, I got to w- get working on this desk. No, no, piece. no, 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 no. Oh, you're doing a desk piece. What are you thinking about doing with it? Um, it's actually a segment I pitched called uh, Turkey of the Week. Tim, are you crying again? Abe? No, I'm not crying. Can we, I'm going to treat this as an edit point because you and I need to talk. Okay, so edit point. That's my fucking bit. You stole my fucking bit, Abe. <sighs> Timothy, we I submitted this. Turkey of the Week. And you you were saying on the episode with my Huckabee packet that Turkey of the Week didn't make sense because it was only about Thanksgiving. And then I changed my packet to not include Turkey of the Week. So then you didn't submit Turkey of the Week. I no, submitted but, Turkey but of the Week. but it was my bit. No, it wasn't because I submitted it. So th- as far as they could tell, it's Abraham Lincoln's bit, Turkey of the Week. Also, we came up with that bit together. You're a fu- you're a fucking you're a fucking joke thief. That's what you are. Oh, no. listen back to the episode. I pitched Turkey of the Week. 
though, if you listen clearly, you know, you'll see that we both came up with it. In fact, if anything, I kind of had it more of the idea because when we listened to the whole um, monologue, I was riffing on it more than you were. I was really like my juices were flowing. I was I in a cannot, flow state. I cannot believe I am hosting with a joke thief right now. This is this is the greatest crime. Timothy, I'm not a You've joke ever, thief. This is worse than you kissing Lisa. Okay, well, we didn't need to bring that up. She kissed me. Listen to that episode again if you really want to dig yourself a grave of pain. You put that. You put my fucking name on your packet and you resubmit and you say Tim Dunn is a writer for Governor Mike Huckabee as well, too. I'm not going... I can't do that, Timothy. I've already signed contracts. I've been hired. I've met the head writer. I had a great meeting with him. He said that I seem like a very spirited performer. Abe, this is fucked up, man. This is really fucked up. Okay, we get, okay, we, I mean, we have an episode to finish, so I'm going to try and r- maintain, you know, professionality or whatever the fuck, but we're, we're not cool. Edit point. Um, yeah, that, uh, you know, you got to get working on that desk piece then. So uh, can we still talk about politics at all? Yeah, of course we can talk about politics. I'm only just doing, like, hot comedy bits that are really fresh and original that I came up with for The Huckabee Show. I'm just not allowed to do any more of, like, my great ideas on the podcast. Yeah. So are you going to pitch, um, you know, you remember on this show where you pitched, like, Donald Trump being fat jokes? We had, like, multiple episodes where it was just you dunking on Trump for being fat. Are you going to pitch those to Huck? Um, it's not really his voice. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, it'd be kind of tough. I mean, have you seen have you seen how the Huck looks these days? Oh, uh, you know what? I didn't think about that. That's true. Hey, um... You don't think he has a sense of humor about himself, though? Maybe we should get back to current events. Do you see a difference between these... These, um... The events yesterday and the events, uh... In Minneapolis over the summer, or Milwaukee... You do see any, do you see a difference? Um, I think this was more of a uh, uh, movement based in anger and hatred. But again, that's just my opinion. I'm sure other people would say that about the Black Lives Matter protests. Um, I think this one was more fueled by disinformation. Again, other people would. Well, I don't know if other people would say that about Black Lives Matter. I don't feel like that's a. I think some uh, people would argue that the number of people who are shot and killed by police each year has um, become a bit apocryphal and conflated sure. a bit. Yeah, I get that. For a lot of those shootings were justified. And then... um, I, I don't know. I think people can justify or condemn different political movements for different reasons. Um, this one was certainly really striking because of all the lecturing we got from conservatives about law and order about those protests. Um, and I, I don't think we ever saw anything during black lives matter that rivaled the kind of symbolism you had of, you know, storming Congress. That's true. And I think also, you know, the difference between private property being destroyed and then also property that we all own here in the United States as citizens, that's our Congress. Those are our statues. Those are our podiums. You know, so there's that aspect as well. I I think if there's some similarities, it's that both sides feel really unheard that, you know, if you were to kind of undermine the shooting police statistics or the police of information around excessive force, as well as the disinformation that was spread around election fraud and and 
you know, integrity of voters' um, uh, activities, I think that you would you would see that people feeling unheard and feeling as if they needed to have their voice be amplified. And to them, I would say like, hey, hey, you know what? Um, uh, nobody, nobody really ever feels heard. You know? I yeah, mean, I agree with that. Like, I'm. I gotta say, even writing for a TV show, you you see. Like we have this massive platform, and we're we're you still never feel like you reach the people you want to reach. Well, Hawk has a massive platform. You don't have a massive platform. Yeah, but I think everyone's kind of surrounded by Facebook and Instagram and these big influencers everywhere, and they think, oh, I would like to have that kind of platform. I should have that kind. I deserve that kind of reach. I'm no different than a Kardashian or a Jake Paul type of person, and you know, I I need to have that kind of reach. I think that perhaps, um, you know, being so comparative as social media um, is want to make us, that is also probably undermining our morale and also bolstering the um, effectiveness of disinformation as well. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with that. So, as I've said before on the podcast, well, I I can't actually say that because I think it's kind of comedy. It's just kind of a political comedy bit. Hey, Abe, this is going to get really hard if we can't make any type of jokes. Well, I was just going to say in the past, you know, I've said social media is the darkest thing I've ever experienced and I buried two sons. But I think now that's kind of like a catchphrase. It is a catchphrase, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's kind of different. Also, that's not really like something that would make it on the Huck show, you know? No, it's not really his voice. What is his voice? Just um, folksy? Yeah, like I said, it's just about making like, you know, it's like, oh, well, did you just get off the phone with your son who told you you were being racist because you didn't think Muslims should be allowed in the United States? Well, just flip on the Huckabee show. He'll make you feel good and tell you you're special. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, please, please. I know, you know. I know I kind of I flipped out a little bit. Please let him know that I'd like to write for for the Huckabee Show. Yeah, of I'd course re- I would. I'd, I'd really like to. I really like to write for the Huckabee Show. Well, you're still busy with your um, your uh, OnlyFans, aren't you? I'm doing some. I'm back into OnlyFans a little bit. Uh, it wasn't going well for a while, but um, but it's it's back. I'm I've got my subscriber count back up. So, how are they? Have Have you faced any repercussions for not making me president of the United States? <laughs> oh no! I mean, I I. I, I no, not at all. Not that I've uh, not that I've heard of. I mean, I suppose it's there hasn't been like an inauguration yet, so I don't know. But we'll see. We might still have time. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Why do you ask? I do. You know, I was worried about that when you told me about it. Well, don't worry about it, Timothy. It's not like you're like the writer and you have to like figure out how to like weave this storyline in. Oh, before. I never thought. Th- I mean, I am a writer. I'm a I'm a comedy writer. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's you're kind of more uh, of an improviser, for... like more of a performer, really. Not that it matters. Well, I consider myself a writer first and foremost, though, and a lot of people just go into improv to hone their writing skills. So, uh, Abe, do you want to plug Huckabee? Um, I... no, I-, I think it's okay. Are you sure, man? I, I don't want to. I know I was pretty jealous about that, but I don't want. I don't want to take this away from you. No, 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 no. I didn't think you were jealous. Okay, good, um, folks. As always, um, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And uh, if you uh, have any um, 
you know, pitches for Abe on Turkey the we- Turkey the Week. Uh, email us at fifteen minutes with Lincoln at gmail.com. No, no, no. I don't want. I don't want their help. I, 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 I prefer to come up with things alone. I've had some bad experiences collaborating. Weird, because you didn't come up with that on your own. Which is tough because I, I, I don't think I'm really allowed because of the whole contract thing. It's legally binding. Oh, that's weird because Turkey of the Week was not yours. Do you remember that? I don't. I don't remember those events the same way as you do, Timothy. Well, I would invite the listeners to go back and listen to Tim's Huckabee Packet. That's all I'll say. So, folks, with that, and Abe and I are going to have a little off-mic conversation after this, uh, we'll see you next time on 15 Minutes with Lincoln. <laughs>